0: action run! welcome everybody this is bmp weekly episode 225 it is 6th of november 2023 and we just confirmed and double checked that we started what was it august 17th august 2018 Okay, so five a bit past than five years. Uh, that's good. That's not too bad. So it's been a while. Not too me. So five years to to, to 20, 2025 divided by five. That's a bit over than four. It's like forty four episodes within a year. So that's that's good. Yeah, good average. Um, yeah, yeah, that's good. So in the PMP week, I always talk about the latest Microsoft 365 and related technologies, and typically we have a visitor in the show as well. Who's our visitor this week? Today, our visitor is Natalie
1: Le- Lenders. She is a Dutch MVP. Um, she is a power platform developer. As of now, so soon to be changed.
0: Soon to be changed. Um, I guess let's let's without the further ado, let's jump on the on the interview and have a uh, move forward from there. Excellent. Let's get moving. So welcome, Natalie, on the BMP weekly episode, uh, apparently episode 225, uh, which is pretty cool. It is uh, 6th of November, um, as we did the intro uh, before Waldeck before moving into the the, the It's the still November 6th, yes. It is still November 6th. <laughs> but Natalie, let's start with a quick intro. Who are you and what do you do for a
2: Sure. So I'm Natalie Leenders. I'm a Power Platform Developer from the Netherlands. And people may know me from the person that posts the badger gif in the community calls whenever somebody mentions the credly certifications. I'm always in there posting the badgers gif. So yeah, that's me. And I'm actually going to be starting as a power platform consultant next year in January. So cool. yeah.
0: Now as a developer, then as a consultant, what does what yes. what changes? What changes so uh,
2: I currently work for the in for 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 the internal company. So internal requests uh, whenever we have legacy apps to be replaced or automations to be made, and the change to consultant will be that I will be working for clients. So external different companies that I will be doing projects for. So it 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 kind of changes from. Uh, from being known within a company within the processes to working for other companies with other types of processes and working with that.
1: That is so cool because you'll be coming to the new job with tons of internal knowledge, how processes work. That's invaluable. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I hope so. No, it's uh, because I've, I've only been in the Power Platform for about two and a half years. So that's for me long. to move that, that, from that's, that's
1: a long time.
0: Yeah, that is a long time. <laughs> considering what well, has happened within a two and a half years in Power Platform world because it has really accelerated. Yeah. That's so... true.
2: In the in in the whole Power Platform world, I would say that's now about eight years that the Power Platform exists. Please cool. correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. Already, but wow. no, it's. Yeah. Uh, nice. I've been doing. I've been doing SharePoint Designer, and I did InfoPath. I did workflows in there. Yeah. Then I did Power BI. Ah. So I, so I kind of come from a SharePoint background. And nothing from wrong there, with that. I info
0: path and SharePoint designer. Yes. That's like <laughs> no, yes. nothing wrong with that too. It's <laughs> well... just tools. Sure, they worked at the time. They they, they worked work. well.
2: They yeah. worked. Uh... <laughs> But SharePoint Designer patterns. still
0: works, right? I think there's still a download. Uh, uh, yeah, 20, 2026 is the, uh, because yeah. of the, I think we released the last version together with on-premise SharePoint 2016 and therefore 10 years forward in 2026. Oh, there you today. go. So
1: so if you want to get it, get it. You still have two years. <laughs> chop, chop.
2: Yeah, it still, it's, <laughs> it's still kind of works. No, it's, I mean, I had a really patient manager back then who, who, who was like, well, I, I I want to teach you how to create forms and workflows because we have a demand here within the company, yep. and I I know you can do it. I'm like, are you sure? I'm not good at logic things. I barely know an if statement. Are you sure you want to teach me how to create workflows? He's like, yeah, yeah, let's go for it. So he did, and uh, I just got, got got into it from there.
1: Yep, brilliant.
2: But so that. That is an interesting thing.
1: So, because I can imagine that that makes you appreciate the tools that we have today even more. Because yeah. so,
2: I'm, I'm interested.
1: Instead, in your take, how do you see how the landscape has evolved for you from the things you worked on, like forms, workflows, uh, from as you said, like SharePoint Designer workflows, InfoPath to today.
2: Yeah, so back then it was really daunting because you had to map out every single thing in an info platform or every single in a workflow step. You really had to map every single step that we take for granted, we do automatically. But back then you really had to put it, put everything in there. And now with AI and with Copilot and everything, you can just type out like, "Hey, do this for me." But back then it was more, it was so daunting that for in a Power App for a button, I had to create a Power FX code that navigated to something or do a variable. And it and it was really difficult those first few months trying to get into that because I, I, I got in it on the job. I had my very first project and the company was like, well, can you create this? I'm like, sure. And I opened Power Apps and I was like, what is this? How does this work? <laughs> and it has really changed uh, over time because it's it's been made so much easier, but also a little bit more Difficult because what used to be in uh, in the on start can now be in the start screen or is no longer supported on on start. So there's many different changes over the past years as well. But I mean, there's the whole community that's out there and the Microsoft Learn pages, and I I try and be in 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 most of the community sessions, even though it's way too technical for me. I'm still there to learn about the possibilities and learn yeah. like oh, if I do it. If I do a Viva FIFA uh, integration or a, or a Share, SharePoint uh, SFX add-in type of thing, oh, it might be able to do that. Oh, that's interesting because who knows? Maybe in the future I will need it. But it has changed so much that even for a person like me with no coding background, you you are able to learn and to grow and to actually do it.
0: Yeah. What about so let's go a bit back and and even and even still, if you think about your SharePoint Designer experiences and InfoPath experiences, was that helpful when you started then adapting the Power Platform? Because for the mental InfoPath mindset the is pretty I the same.
2: Yes, yeah. But yeah. for SharePoint Designer, I would say just the workflow portion of it yeah. to automate, for example, an email when a SharePoint item has been added. That's really similar to how Power Automate works now. But yeah. the SharePoint Designer itself, I would say, is more is more if you're a Functional Manager within SharePoint or Technical Manager, but the workflows portion is very, very similar. I would say it's the predecessor to Power, power Automator flow that yep. it is now.
0: Definitely, definitely. But yeah, and, and then also as Waldeck was saying, now the fact that you're transitioning from a customer side to the consultant side, it will be definitely beneficial because if you think about your expertise and, and the fact that you've been building in-house applications, mm-hmm. so you know the requirements and all of that stuff. So now you'll just yes. replicate that to, and the thinking yeah. point and everything else as a consultant, which is awesome because yeah, it's
2: some...
0: expertise is really good, uh, rather than just yeah. jumping to be a consultant. Yeah.
2: no, It's something that, so I've, I've learned how to go from the beginning till the end, like do the full life cycle of creating a prototype, developing something, doing an early soft UAT as. A, as we call it, or u- user acceptance testing, and then have yep. more testing, then do a soft launch into production, then do production, then do hypercare. I've been involved from the beginning to the yep. end of the full full pro- product or project life cycle.
0: Yep, exactly, exactly. And that hands-on experience is rather than academic uh, experience by yes. reading, it's yes. really hands-on, real-world projects. So that's going to be highly beneficial uh, as a consultant for sure.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Is that still in the same company? Just out of curiosity, no. or are you? Okay, so I
2: it's... am. I am switching companies. No, okay. it's. Uh, I've been given this opportunity by somebody that I know within uh, the community, and and she, she she told me it's it's okay to tell. So I'm going to be working for Wortel, and Wortel is also really active uh, with experts live in 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 the community in doing events providing trainings and i'm really really passionate about the community being able to provide trainings attend trainings and my current company commerce being a chemical company they don't really focus on that yeah. so uh, so that's the reason why i've decided to change uh, change companies because i've i've yeah. I, i've worked for commerce for almost eight years but yeah. now si- since si- since that i've become an MVP and been more active in the community calls and events. And I really want to do trainings. And And unfortunately, there wasn't an, any an, any room for uh, for that at, at Comorce. And then Femke called me. She's like, hey, do you want to have some tea with me and my CTO? I'm like, sure, of course, let's do yeah.
0: Why not? not even a coffee, a tea? Why not? Yes. <laughs> Now, would it be then fair to say that community work and being active in a community has, you know, uh, rocketed your career or, or what's the impact of community?
2: Yeah, no, it's it's everything. So the first year when I was a Power Platform developer, I didn't really know the community was out there. I kind of knew of the Power Users forums. I kind of saw some articles, but I didn't really know on the whole MVP community and all of the calls. So I got a chance through the company to go to the Power Platform Conference in 2022. And back then I was on the community live call and I was there. And I was like, wait a minute, there's this whole world out there. How, how does this work? There's <laughs> yeah. other people actually doing this. And I'm not alone. Yes, Yes, yeah, yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, uh, I, sh- I should do this. I should be... Uh, or, or or, I can be on all of the calls and I, and I can contribute and and attend. And I saw an empty seat next to Hugo and David. I was like, hey guys, can I sit here? And they were like, yeah, yeah, sure. And we just started talking <laughs> and they've been really helping me uh, also with the sharing, sharing is caring sessions, yep. learning how to use GitHub. I have my whole website now running on GitHub with GitHub Actions. Brilliant. I never would have dreamed I could, learn and understand github so they've been they've been really helping me with that and i've just been trying to pay it forward by also being on the community calls being a mentor for uh for other people and just sharing all of the knowledge that's out there so in my second year this past year i have grown so much in my in, in my skills and also with with helping others i mean we 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 were, yeah I cannot talk. We learn and rise <laughs> by lifting others, and yeah. I really do do try and do that now
1: yeah do you, do you know where the where the urge to work together with others and share others and help them is coming from? because like that is like a, a personal trait. like you have it. you're yeah. passionate about it. and like the moment you saw it, out oh, there was like, I want to do that too. When I want to want to do 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 that, do you know where where yeah, that's, that's coming from? I don't know.
2: I've 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 always had it. Whenever I see somebody in a store looking at a product that uh, that that I use, I I I of course ask like, hey, would you like some advice on that? I mean, I've I've used it. I can maybe help you out. Or uh, it's just it's just being willing to help other people and. I've always had that. And that's the whole reason why I went into IT, because whenever a computer somewhere broke, uh, I could fix it. And I was like, wait a minute, if I can do this here, I could do this for other people. And yeah. it just kind of kind of grew from there.
0: And it's a great as you're engaging with other people, you learn from them as well. So it's yes. an exchanging of an ideas and all of that. So it's it's a really, truly a win win scenario and and having that community and connections around you that network is helping you um which is it's awesome to see how the the community has grown in this larger view and then the connections and the the willingness of helping in twitter Mm and social media everything else because why wouldn't we help each other um so and i think maybe the even the pandemic was a good thing for the community because it, it basically opened up the community to work you know remotely even though you're not physically yeah. in person and uh, we, we kind of uh, we were forced to learn those habits of working together so yeah
2: it 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 kind of forced people to share their things online because sure. you uh, you couldn't do it at an at an in person event, and it really helped other people also realize that if you do it online, you you can reach people. And for example, I have a mentee in Nigeria. I mean, I never would have thought I would help somebody from Africa, yes. and that's all. I mean, the power of the 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 community and being able to to use hashtags like hashtag community #communitylove #communityrocks and, and and use all of those and have have real or well real life virtual in, interaction with with people and also being able to learn f- from them and grow because i i always tell people i'm always learning IT you have to be open and willing to learn and share knowledge with others because otherwise you can never grow as a person uh, or at True. least in my In my belief,
0: true. Well, you're an awesome example of that. So, considering your career development and getting an MVP (laughs) and then presenting, and then, is it? I can imagine that the first time going to present, even in community call, was intimidating. Um, I was was terrified. (laughs) Any tips on how to get over that?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was something. Um. So I, I really had guidance in in the in the week prior from from David in helping me and. But it was only a 10-minute demo that I did on a Teams Adaptive Card output because I was like, hey, I know how this works. I can show people, but I was literally shaking in that call. I I was so scared of doing it, but then I did it, and I got really great feedback from people. I was like, wait a minute, This, this went well. I can do this again. And I and then I did a user group session of in person thirty people and I was also shaking but <laughs> uh, it worked yeah. and from and from that I got accepted to speak in Tallinn in Estonia in February brilliant and so I flew out there and I got all of this help and a really warm welcome from all of the MVPs. That were there and they they also really helped me because I forgot to bring a drink during my session and my throat, mm. of course, got really dry. And then another MVP, uh, she actually helped me to get some water for me and all of those things really helped me in... Getting comfortable in doing that. And then a month later, I got selected to speak at a Power Platform conference in Vegas. And I was like, wow, oh my God.
1: Excellent. This is, excellent. This is crazy. It mind is blowing. Upward trajectory like <laughs> yes. inside, like from 10 people online call to, or yeah, yes. from 10 minutes online call yeah. to like, the biggest event in the world. Brilliant.
2: Yeah. And I was there last month and I was really fortunate that my first session was together with Chris Huntingford, who is a natural at speaking yeah. and and engaging with people, and that really helped me in actually doing the session and not have to worry. And also for the for the timing. So our, our session was at one o'clock. I had in my mind it was at one thirty. So uh, so uh, at a quarter to one, we actually had to grab our laptop, run and <laughs> race race over there. So so I didn't have time to worry about anything. Oh, and there you we go. Just Brilliant. Drop, yeah, <laughs> we, we just jump jumps straight into it. But there were. There were over 350 or 400 people in the room awesome. it was cool. so crowded cool. but so cool. uh but it felt like i was talking to 10 people yeah, and yeah. it was yeah. it was so awesome and then uh, we did it and and there were so many people having questions and it was just so awesome to do i was like how did i go from 40 people to 400 people yep. it's, it's it's insane really fast
0: pretty fast and you were able to do that so so awesome awesome and and breaking those you know having the courage of doing it and basically committing and well I've I've done quite a lot of presenting but I still get every single time I start flying to somewhere and I know that I need to present it's like why did I say yes for this why why did I (laughs) why why it doesn't go away it doesn't go away I've got I've got the butterflies after
1: all these years still it's like Every single time until I'm on stage. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, like why have I committed this never again? <laughs> and then you yeah. are there presenting, seeing people, their reactions, questions, the applause, the laughter. And you're like, you're pumped. Like, when can I do another mm-hmm. one? Yes. And yeah. And then I yes. do another yeah. one, and it's exactly the same thing. Like, wow. Yes. So yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I and don't also learn from this it is my
2: all, so. th- this is my motto.
1: That's, great. Yes. That's good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah so so well, just that
1: kind of summarizes the courage right like the ability to yes, do something yes. when you don't feel
0: feel like it so yeah that's and really that's cool. how we step outside of our comfort zone and that forces us to then that's how we evolve right so that's mm-hmm. how we you have to get outside of the comfort zone to be able to go to the next step on whatever you, wherever the steps are actually going it's not necessarily next steps in a career as such but growing outside of where mm-hmm. you are currently uh, and that Definitely. that is it's hard, uh, but it's 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 always well. It's a good way of always committing on something like Tallinn. I think it's Yvonne, Yvonne uh who's who, who's organizing that, right? Uh,
2: Tallinn uh,
0: Vivian. Vivian, yes, absolutely. Vivian yes. is organizing that. Yes, um, I could ask that as well, but unfortunately, just I can't. Too much to work um, and worry about it. Um, and at excuses, some point, I've been excuses, trying to. Excuses. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But it's like, it's hard. Said the person who never goes anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> no no, you'll be in ESPC. So yes, in, right. in Amsterdam. Super far. Super far from mm. your location. Yes. Now uh, but what about then the, the fear just out of curiosity, um you've done the presentation, you've done Las Vegas. Uh was what's there next? a was next, <laughs> what's next? And was there kind of a uh, am I now done or are you gonna continue? Uh, because I that's am actually definitely something what done. we see as no. well. Yeah, just no it is right?
2: <laughs> so I, I i did actually find a notebook uh, a week ago like a, a one note notebook of all of my goals for 2023 and i and i did all of them and i was like oh my god this has been such an awesome year but how do i go from here but but it's not necessarily about where you go it's about the journey and having fun yes so for next year i really want to become a microsoft certified trainer and from there, provide trainings, do the dashboard in a day, app in a day trainings, really help people there. And uh, I want to get a full set of Power Platform exams. So I've I've actually skipped the easiest ones. I've skipped PL 900, 100, and 200. So I want to get them. Uh, from there, just be active in, in the community and in the calls. I have an awesome or ho- hopefully an awesome sample coming out uh, that I'm going to be Uh, presenting on in the next community call that I'm working on uh, with Keith. So that's a a Christmas Advent calendar type of app. And then from there, uh, yeah, just next year for January, starting at my new new job and then hopefully be uh, speaking at events, maybe the MVP Summit, maybe Power Platform Conference again in Vegas. So who knows?
0: and within the new job within the new company they are basically supporting you to do that right that's yes. part of the deal. yes so yes that's Correct. by the way an important learning as well whenever somebody is switching the the roles and moving to a new company if you're part of the mvp and you want to do a community and you're an mvp and you want to visit these events and all of that stuff you need to have that open discussion uh with yes. the new employer that hey i'm looking into doing this this has to be part of the package or otherwise we will you know there might be Around oh, the yeah, but, uh, but, I mean
1: it it is hard, right? Because like often the argument you get back is okay, what's in it for us? Correct. And that Correct. needs to be clear, and that is really the hard thing. Like, how do you um make it ten- tangible for the um, the uh, um um employer, right? Like, what is the benefit for them? And that is really the hard thing, especially if you're new to it. It's That's... it's tough because it's kinda like to me, it's in the same area as where do you see yourself going in three years? Like, I don't know. Like, we don't even know where IT is going to be in three years. True. I don't even
0: know what I'm going to be next week. So. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, probably you'll be in the same chair. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, but now, can we actually spend a few minutes on that particular topic? That's actually really interesting. What would be the value for a company uh, on sending people for mvp summit or to talk about within a conferences or to do even the community goals. so what is the value for the employer for people to do that uh, so, any thoughts i have you as yeah, well so, but,
2: but. so i would say as a individual going to those uh, events or, or speaking somewhere or doing trainings they 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 learn uh, about new technologies what's out there or or on other people that are cert- s- s- certain skill sets so if within that company a new a new project arises then maybe you're like oh I saw that last week on one of the calls we can maybe do do this and that or uh, we are looking for for this type of expertise I know I know a person in the community that
0: networking yeah
2: that's good yeah yeah that has the skill set and they work as a consultant maybe we can hire them so, so it's not just about you attending the sessions. It, it's about what you bring along, and yeah. and the biggest the biggest part of it is networking. I mean, I've used or used I've I've leveraged my connections through the community on getting things done for the company because sometimes we have to do things that are that are that are uh, outside of the regular power apps type of thing, or it's within plugins, or it's quite technical. And I don't know how the company doesn't know how our team doesn't know Then I'm like, well, there's this person in the community that I know, excuse me, that I know how this works. And I can ask them and I can of course shield company information. I mean, that's fine. But it's more on the functionality and learning from that. And I think that's the biggest benefit for companies to actually have the knowledge of what is out there. Because sometimes you're you're really fixed within the company view of of technology of what's what's available and maybe they don't know something else that's out there that could also really be be helpful and beneficial to them.
0: Yeah, so it's the the individual skills for the employer. So like in this case, Natalie, uh, the the workshop will help you to grow and get your skills and networking employee, and all of that. Right? Um, no, well, the, the, for Natalie as an individual, but of course yeah, so the, the employee,
1: employee, not, not,
0: employer. yeah, yeah empo- yes, employee will get skills, uh, but then of course the employer will get the networking benefits out of it as well. So, mm-hmm. you not know, getting the knowledge, and as quite often, what we tell for, for companies that we're a company where learning and growing you and and increasing your skills is important. That's exactly what the community is all about. It's it's basically yes. learning from others. And real world scenarios with in-person and conferences, and and of course there's online call, online calls as well. And also from an employer perspective, you Natalie represent the company. So basically, mm-hmm. as you go and then go to the MVP Summit and say, "See, I'm here. My company is, you know, blah blah blah." Whenever the company is looking for next people to recruit, mm-hmm. it's it's a positive thing for the company as as you represent them. Uh, and also when you're presenting, you're probably saying, "Hey, I'm Natalie." Uh, i'm from this and this company we're also i um, okay let's focus on so you're promoting the company <laughs> yes. wellness as well so it's it's an interesting um, but it 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 is an interesting discussion to always have and that, and it has to be a discussion which is being done properly before you commit on on some other company or the to, to, to whatever the job is because otherwise there might be problems related on, well, I ne- I want to go to the Las Vegas, I want to go to uh, Orlando to speak on these things. I got selected, will you sponsor me? And my answer could be no, uh, especially with the given the, the economical situation, which seems to be getting now better. Hopefully we'll continue on this direction, so, which will then allow us to travel more. But there's always the cost, yeah. uh, because again, sending somebody to Orlando or Las Vegas for a week is a cost just. T&E, so the travel cost, but also away from invoicing.
1: But well, then... oftentimes it's more more not doing the work, it costs Correct. more than actually T, T, T&E, T, T e, right? But Absolutely. it's also this, this interesting thing when you think about it. <laughs> to me, a part of like a big a benefit for the employer is the fact that, and it's something that in my experience people don't talk about enough, right? It's the same thing when you grow like from junior dev, senior dev. And so like, the more you race through the rain, the more experience you get, the less time you actually spend in code. The less time you spend doing like what what you would assume is your work. Like your work becomes something else. Your work becomes more about unblocking others, building relationships, putting opportunities. It's the same thing here. You're becoming an MVP, like you are an ambassador. You Mm -hmm. have now the power to build relationship, tell everybody about your work, spot about, hey, I see these like spot new trends because now you are exposed to a way bigger audience than only the customers and colleagues with whom you work every day. And I I think that 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 isn't obvious and they don't teach that at school, True, (laughs) right? So to truly benefit out of that ability, uh, I think it takes like one to realize that that that's the case and then also like, employee and employer need to work in tandem to upskill in that like, Hey, how do we benefit from this? How do we get the most out of that thing that we
0: have? Sure. Sure. Yeah. and and Sorry, Natalie, please continue. I
2: was going to say, that's also the biggest reason why I've decided to move to, to a different company, because I realized that my current company, they don't, they don't have those values. And, uh, as, as, as I've really changed and grown in the past year, I've outgrown the company in that sense. And yeah. this company, Wortel, they have, I think they have 15 other MVPs on their payroll. Their, yeah. their CTO is an MVP and, and a RD, and yep. they, 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 they understand and value those types of things. I mean, there are a lot of companies out there that are now growing with the Power Platform and actually using it and leveraging it and finding out that there's MVPs out there. There's a whole community outside of just the regular Microsoft support type of things or PowerCat type of things. There is so much out there. And that's also what we within the community or as MVPs really try and help is grow awareness of everything that's, uh, that's, that's out there.
1: Yeah. Maybe let me ask you a thing because let's debunk a myth here, right? Because like, the whole idea, at least on uh, su- surface, is is that Power Platform is so easy everybody can do it. Like mm-hmm. you can go like working at a customer with embedded IT or even uh, the non IT folks. It's so easy that they can do it by themselves. Why would they need a partner and Power Platform consultant to help them if it's so easy that they can do everything by themselves?
2: So that's a, that's a loaded question. This is going to take so a while.
0: So I would say
2: um, <laughs> there's a there's not necessarily a big difference between a citizen developer, as Microsoft calls it, and a developer developer. But now also with Copilot ge- uh, being out there, and you can ask uh, through net, natural language to. To, to create things, it's, 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 it's a lot easier to set up a power app or, uh, or, or automated flow. But if you want to go deeper, so it's still on the beginning levels of, of creating an app. It's not as intricate as you, you tell Copilot to create a plugin that on, uh, on a type of event does a certain thing in JavaScript. So there's still a whole lot more that's out there that if you if if you want to do basic well not basic that's a bad word but uh, the e- the easier Power Apps or Power Automate flows then of course sure uh, I mean anyone can do it but if you want to go deeper and actually integrate type of things or uh, or leverage uh, GitHub Actions in combination with the Power Platform and you want to do a JavaScript type of thing to do a certain certain action then you you have to go deeper and then I would say it, you, you evolve from being a citizen developer to an actual developer. So I'm always kind of uh, careful with the word citizen developer and fusion development and all of those things because we are all developers in the yeah. in in the platform and we, we we do the exact same thing whether you use Copilot, whether you use your own memory to do a navigate to a certain screen, it's 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 in the end all all the same that we are that we or you are all doing.
0: Yeah, is it fair to say, um, or one way of brief, not not well, is it fair to say that it it's basically the consultants, and from a project perspective, you would be the persons who are providing reusable components and patterns and processes and mm-hmm. everything else, which will then empower. The, the end users even more to use the platform. That would be one way of also thinking how this actually works. So getting the true professionals like Natalie, you, they're helping with the, okay, here's a set of connectors. Here's the processes. Here's the governance. Uh, here's the BCF components. And somebody, if you don't write them, somebody else can write them. Here's the UX design layouts and all of that. Okay. Now we have a good baseline. Let's increase the abstraction level a bit for the actual end users who will then use all of those assets within the projects. So one kind yeah. of a project, so to say.
2: Yeah, and it's also that a uh, power power platform d- developer might also have knowledge of the other Office 365 applications or other type of data integrations, or maybe you yes. want to integrate with SAP and having that more uh, governing uh, look on the technology also really helps in uh, bringing that Absolutely.
0: Now, one thing what I wanted to come back still on the, on the previous discussion, just to say also the benefit out of getting networking and getting to the conferences, presenting community goals, everything else is get, getting to MVP status. And with the MVP status, of course, you will get an NDA access to Microsoft yes. Futures, which is super, super important because it helps you to then make more uh, future proven uh, decisions, which will potentially save money. So let's not actually invest in here. That something's coming from Microsoft. We know that mm-hmm. it's coming. They already shared that under NDA, uh, but not publicly. So we cannot go yep. there. Let's do it this way. Uh, so this would be then saving companies money. So again, coming back on that value-added thing for MVPs. Now, Natalie, what would be your tips on <clears throat> on how to get to be an MVP? Uh, we talked about many of these things already, yes. but uh, just yeah. So kind of summarize uh, of
2: that. the one of the uh, one of the uh, some of the advice the that that i give people that if you want to be an mvp just for the sake of being an mvp don't do it i mean it's it's really about wanting to be part of the community and helping others and uh for example if you if you do blog posts on helping others don't focus on yourself it's not about you it's about your impact on other people i've seen i've seen people post things like hey this has reached a thousand views help me get a thousand views more and of course that's a great post but i would i I would focus more on hey i i have i i have reached people with this type of uh, topic can you help me share this to get it out to other people and you're you're kind of saying the same thing but your tone is way different because the impact or the focus it's not about you and your own uh, your, your own uh, how do you call it uh, your own being uh, your own pop, pop popularity rather than you helping and reaching other people. So that's the biggest yeah. tip I give. I, I give people be, Being an MVP is not about you. I mean of course there's benefits and there's perks and the NEA meetings and everything's awesome, but yeah. it's more on your impact on others.
0: That wasn't a lego paid promotion just saying uh no, um. <laughs> yes, no not paid not sponsored
2: <laughs>
0: so while the cuba envied me also for 13 12 years right 12, before moving? 12 years yeah 12 years so is that a on on your thinking as well just recapping oh, if so you that, remember it, any of I'm, that time anymore yeah, so. yeah yeah totally totally uh so that's an interesting thing
1: right because the word impact I truly understood it only after I joined Microsoft as an employee. Before that, it wasn't a thing, and I don't know if that's a thing of this time, or it's only a thing at Microsoft. And hence, now we're sharing or projecting that to others too. Back then, I would say.
0: that's yeah. a bit more longer time being in Microsoft, I would say that it's a projection of this time more than okay. I, it's, okay. it's something which game within the previous years more as a focus area internally yeah. Microsoft rather than yeah because then
1: like in the past when I was an MVP there it, it was it was a lot about uh, activities and reach. So one, you wanted to you uh, wanted to show, to show that you are not like one trick horse, is, is like, like you are you, not, not doing doing this one one thing and then two that you are able to reach a meaningful number of folks so you are not only doing a local user group like you present to 10 folks and you become an MVP like no 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 right so that was kind of the way we thought about the program back then obviously now it's more about well activities are nice because, but you can you can write 200 posts what's the impact of that like what has changed how did, did you influence or what kind of result had did that have I think there's more meaningful way to look at it. On the other hand, it's also extremely hard because you don't always get to see who read your article, who was in the audience. It's this long tail of activities where you go and present and you had 200 folks in the room. Who are these folks? Like you don't get to talk to all of them and think like, hey, maybe one of them works for an enterprise. They have this huge thing, million dollar project that's going like business critical thing. And because you shared that with them, they're unblocked, or they'll be be able to do more. Like you don't get to hear that. So with mm-hmm. that, the whole the idea of impact is really hard, right? Yeah. So we kind of, I think it like the easy, easy uh, way to go about it is really to look at the things like reach and views and all that. That's nice, but these are these are you know the vanity mat- metrics that are easy to game. But the true impact is
0: also hard. Right. True. So and just to be clear on this one, this is more an internal Microsoft challenge rather than how to be an MVP, because being an MVP uh, is all about contributions and all of that. And and yes, those that impact and that is being still measured, but it's not as, you know, the in Microsoft the internal is, is all about the personal impact right now, but it, it's a trend it goes up and down. Uh, getting an MVP uh, is more also... on being consistent and helpful. Yeah. Uh, for external audience and
2: and it's also being an MVP uh, we we aren't tied to certain Microsoft ways of thinking so whenever right. we do a blog post on a on a, on a product it's my opinion on Correct. that on that product it's full unbiased I'm not being paid I'm not being sponsored by Microsoft another Microsoft employee I mean for the for the Vegas conference I did have help from Nathan Helgren for my for, Virtual Table session. He's the principal program manager for DataVerse, but it's still. I told him like, "Hey, I am willing to share my full slide deck with you. Full di- di- disclosure, being honest, but I am being honest about it." Yep. So, yes. so I did tell him like, I have a, the biggest love-hate relationship with Virtual Tables. It's mostly hate, <laughs> but it's. I mean, I mean, I mean. I told him I was. <laughs> I was just being frank. I mean, I'm Dutch. I'm very, very yep. open direct (laughs) but but I was like I told him like this will be a very honest session on in these types of scenarios right now this fits in that type of way but if you want to use it this type of way it won't work and here's why and here's how to work around it and and if there's any feedback I mean Nathan's here you can tell him and we can do a Microsoft idea on it but I'm I'm me it's my personal opinion it's not a Microsoft sales pitch like virtual tables is awesome it's it's just my, my 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 personal take on it.
0: Yep, that's a that's really good clarification, actually. And let's spend a few minutes on this one. We yes. need to Close to this one. Well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that is that is the one that I want to ask talk about. You because I wonder how did that change <laughs> for
1: you becoming becoming an MVP? Because if you're not an MVP you have a limited access to understanding why things are the way they are. Mm-hmm. You see things, you use a product, and you can see, like, it works, it doesn't work, it ha- it, had, it can do things, it doesn't do these things, or there are bugs, like, but this basically you see the surface of what you get to use. You becoming an MVP, you might have NDA access to folks who build the product and who can tell mm-hmm. you, well, these things are the way they are. That is why. Right, and either it's not built yet, nobody thought about it. I don't know. It can be yeah. many things.
2: Yeah, there's a very big difference in whenever you Google something like, "Hey, why doesn't uh-huh. this work with virtual tables?" I mean, I could ask Nathan, "Like, hey, what's the technical backend to this function not not working or not supporting this type of thing?" And he told me, like, he gave me the full-on technical details. Like, this is exactly why it doesn't work. And being an MVP allows you to have that discussion. Or whether that's through email or or a PGI call or a direct one-on-one call that uh, that can sometimes happen. That it's you can actively contribute and and attribute to that to that product, and yeah. you can actually think and see the inner workings be behind the scenes. Like, hey, well, what if it works in that way? What if you do? this this and this, or I know a PCF component that simulates that type of thing that we want to do. What if we build that functionality in the app and have it natively supported? So those are the types of discussions. I mean, my biggest feedback was for for a virtual table with a SQL backend, choice columns are not supported. Drop-down values are not supported. So, so, So I had a technical chat with Nathan, like why isn't it supported? Why do I need to do a PCF component for it? Can we natively bring that in as a technical way and have that supported. So those are the types of things that is so uh, so exciting for me, and that's the whole reason why I wanted to uh, to become an MVP is to have that type of insight and then uh, and then be able to also share that out to to the world. And of course, if it's not under NDA, but then if it is under NDA and I know okay, it's coming out in three months from now, I can actually build my blog post. To launch right. within three months and have that information out there. So that's yeah. uh,
1: the. the one thing that I want to ask about is that: how does knowing w- why things are the way they are influences your perception and public cre- cre- critique of it, if at all? Right, because like, so, if you don't know why things are the way they are, you can it's it's easy to say, well, pff, it's broken, don't use it. But then you know why, and you're like, huh does that nuances nuance it 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 a bit or is it still you know unfiltered like yeah i get it but it still sucks
2: (laughs) well it's it's kind of both so it's more you understand why it may suck but you can then share information that other people can actually use on uh, working around it or helping improve it or Provide feedback. I mean, this kind of sound, sounds like Microsoft sales pitch. Sales pitch, like, hey, use uh, no. this uh, for for, for product feedback. But yep. no, it's more on when you when you understand a technology uh, and the inner workings of it. Then then you can actually get an article out there or video out there or whatever your type of medium is to uh to 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 share that knowledge i mean yeah. you can do just a step by step like hey click on this do that do that and this is your result but if you go way deeper you can actually explain why why step a and step b provides that type of thing so that's uh, yeah cool
0: now on that discussion i i, I a bit of a sharing i don't have time as so i'm sorry i <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> so much to talk about. But it's actually really cool the the MVP interactivities with PMs and internal Microsoft. It's incredibly, incredibly valuable. It's internally something that some PMs some PMs, however, are afraid of because well of course if you are a principal PM, you you're you're at the level that you understand that engagement and all of that stuff but some pms are afraid of having that discussion because quite often mvps come back as a um unfiltered and direct feedback related on them and, be, and basically could be, yeah, could, be, yeah. could, be yeah. could be, and yeah. so there are certain assets not all pms really like them but they know the value out of them but it's it's an interesting dynamics um on with mvps yeah. because it well, might get a bit I would also say
2: be be respectful of the technology. I mean, yes. I mean, it's 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 always told within the community be nice and respectful and open to feedback, etc. But 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 it really is that. I mean, they are all within Microsoft are 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 doing everything they can to get the product out there, and they are open to feedback. But if you if you give it in a respectful way, like hey, this type of feature doesn't work. It's not as ideal in uh, in a practical sense because we may need this and that in it. Uh, I have some feedback that might help if you if if you approach it in that way instead of saying your product sucks. I mean, it's yep. very very different.
0: But that that is a great learning and recommendation in general within the world, right? Behavior, Absolutely. be polite, be respectful, be nice, be nice, ass. there you yes. go. Yes, you get the stuff done if you're not being an ass. So. You know, yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, now, let's actually wrap up. So what's happening this week? Anything interesting, Natalie, from your side?
2: Uh, I'm you doing up? a webinar tomorrow on how to become cool. a a, a com- com- community leader. I can never say the word community, which is really annoying. <laughs> but that's uh, with Inspark, that's an in- person uh, in- person panel that's going to be or at least the the panel is in person, but it will be uh, a virtual type of thing. I'm speaking at a Wartel event in uh, December, but other than that, I don't really have a lot planned yet.
0: Cool, cool. That sounds really, really good, um, and and it's good to have that in the title of your session for tomorrow. So you're forcing yourself again outside of comfort zone of saying community, right? Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> Pushing yourself a bit. So that's always yeah. good. Waldek, anything, anything interesting on your table?
1: A lot of stuff. Uh, last week we launched a new exciting uh, sample for a graph com- graph connector uh, that you can um, host on the cloud. So it's like production ready sample with. Q, serverless everything that's and it's insane how simple it's it's supposed to be how involved it was to build but it's so cool to see it out there like that is really the best part so really um excited about that one other than that this week working on new content for um learn so they'll be on our uh learn platform to hope to help folks learn new tech um so that is also and there are a few internal things that i cannot share yet but hopefully we'll be able to talk more about soon so stay tuned what about you Actually, also uh,
2: sorry fessa yeah. no uh, i worries. actually forgot something so uh there's a microsoft ignite unplugged episode coming out and you may see a familiar face in there
1: Ooh. Mm. And it's Coming Ignite out unplugged. Week. Where where can yes. people find that? It's where
2: on the they... on the Ignite website. There's a link to Ignite unplugged and it's a show on the behind the scenes of Microsoft Ignite. Yep. And okay, cool. I'm I I and a few other familiar faces will be in the video on uh, on the different types of sessions and MVP feedback.
0: Cool. Cool. Nice. Ignite is next week, so not yes. this week, but yes. but still coming But it's soon.
2: the yeah the so the Microsoft Ignite is more the behind the scenes videos before it actually starts.
0: Yeah, really cool. Awesome stuff. On my side, 1.18.1 for SPFX. I'm a PM as well, a feature owner on some of this stuff. So that's going out tomorrow today as the the, the podcast is getting released uh, and then getting ready for ESPC, scheduling social media community stuff, community, 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 community stuff. Um, that's working obviously closely ESPC, with David. Yeah. And, and we have that yeah, ESPC is coming within three weeks, uh, so yeah. that's coming. In between, I also, tr- uh, we have an ECS uh, speaker selections, which we need to start moving into. I, I Whatever historical reason, I'm still in a content team for ECS at so the European Collaboration Summit, and hopefully Natalie, you submitted, so we can actually get you. I
2: did not, no. <sighs> All right. No!
1: <laughs> we should introduce. We should introduce for for um, for, for the ECS a wild card. Um, you didn't yep, submit, yep.
0: but. There might However. be still an option. So there might be an option. There we'll, you we'll, go. We'll, whenever we stop uh, recording, I, I, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> this one in a second. Uh, ECS is basically community uh, organized nonprofit conference, uh, which is including Power Platform as well. So European Collaboration Summit uh, happening in May. And and the main point there is that it's super cheap because it's not intended to make money. Uh, so it's community for community. And that's why I've been closely involved, I guess, now more than a 10 years uh, on on helping organizing that that's awesome thank you thank you anyway i guess that's it uh thank you natalie for joining really good discussion and uh, there would have been so many other things to discuss and we completely yeah. <laughs> blew the timing again <laughs> you <be happens>. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get you invited back on the show uh we'll keep on doing this uh on a weekly basis as you know but um there's we'll do so that. many that's things cool. um whenever you yeah. move in to be a consultant we'll get you back and and having let's have a discussion on how how you world chains James, task water is then. the grass yeah. greener on the other side? Exactly, that's a really good. <laughs> question. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Brilliant. But, we have a deal. Thank you, Natalie, uh, for joining. Uh, uh, really, really cool. Uh, thanks, thanks for catching up.
2: thank, thank you, guys, for having me.
0: Thank you. Excellent. And then uh, after this, uh, within the show, we'll jump on recapping the weekly articles, which has happened, uh, which is hopefully super <laughs> short, <laughs> so we don't spend too much time on them. The interviews, yeah, anyway, it. is the number one thing uh, within the show. But thanks everybody for watching, and we'll jump on the articles.
2: All right. Thanks, guys.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Natalie, for the discussions. Uh, so really, really cool uh, to catch up. And once again, we took way too much time. So. There's a certain certain theme. Oh, that's spending us too much time.
1: It's just really, we have really uh, interesting guests.
0: Absolutely, it's like it always comes off. Of, oh, I want to talk about that. Oh, that's that's yeah. a great topic. Oh, you mentioned <laughs> this one thing. I want to know more. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, but that was really cool, uh, and and a great focus on the power of the community and and lifting others uh, as the because that's the what the community is all about. So, helping others, networking, um, which helps everybody. It's a win win storyline as uh, as we build this network, networking groups, networking groups. What that, okay, yes, it's not whatever, it's the community, and anyway, oh yeah, um, I mean, so <laughs> whatever as to I have no idea what you're trying to say, yeah, yeah. so no, no, yes, just, yeah, absolutely <laughs> 100%, 100%, 100%, anyway. Thank you, Natalie, on that one. Uh, let's jump on the weekly articles. Uh, we're trying to be a bit uh faster on this and they will be obviously in the the blog post and notes and all of that so you can check them uh, from there Uh, but this week a lot of monthly summaries actually coming from microsoft Um, but before we go there uh, there was a great update on create focused collaboration with the new microsoft teams channel experiences so basically we are evolving the channel experiences within the microsoft Teams, uh, adding additional uh, details and insights and all of that stuff as well and by the way helps for example understanding well what are the items which are Pinned having um, settings and all of that.
1: Looking at this, I just got an idea, and I don't know if if it's okay to share an idea. Like it's not. I haven't heard about any plans about it. It's just an idea. Like I saw this, and immediately, like the things, the first thing that pop up because it's, it says on top in this channel, channel, right? Yep, yep. Click summary copilot. What are the unread? Like summarize the unread yep. for me in yep. this channel. I, I don't know, so so again, just to be clear, this is not a product leak, product announcement. I haven't heard anything in this space. I not <laughs> just in case, in if you're planning space. to do
0: that, I don't know.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know. And it, It's just my, like the first idea that came yeah. up looking at this, like this is what I would expect to see there. Yep. Will it Absolutely. Will it
0: that there? I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> but that would actually make a lot of sense. Click a button and it will do you the summaries. And then from there, you can click and get more insights on on. Uh, on the individual items which you're interested. That's a good idea. That is a good idea. Uh, Also, to be fair, I would love to have this as an individual web parts and then this, uh, and so you can actually do editing of this experience, so you can add things and enabling the the partner ecosystem to build additional uh, Mm. uh, channel-specific web part and contextual information surfacing directly within that right section of the panel and all that. So that would be really interesting. That is an interesting point. If you are a partner and you would, Find that an
1: opportunity that you would like to use, uh, do let us know because yes. like,
0: it would be great to hear from you folks whether that's something that would interest you or like. Ah. Yes. 100%. 100%. If it's something which would be valuable, add a comment, add, add a note uh, that helps us pushing these things internally as we keep on planning the next stages. Uh, so it seems like a great partner opportunity uh, as well. So additional. Extensibility is a big thing. Big thing um, enables yeah. uh, more efficient uh, operations and all of that. But this is a lot of a lot of cool stuff um, and and options. Oh my god! I realized that all these
1: images are confidential. Oh no! What? There's a a chat, the label on top of there, like the project on the. Oh top yeah, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm like, what what it's a- <laughs> yes, it says confidential, there we go, so see, um, don't tell anybody, yes, uh okay, anyway, um <laughs> go there. So, just confusing all of the audience. Now, then we have this monthly summary. So, what's new in Microsoft Teams monthly summary October twenty twenty three. Uh, so, listing all of the individual capabilities and features and options. There's so much cool stuff getting rolling, uh, rolled out and released. Uh, this of is a course, that list. specific features getting mentioned here as well. We have the custom uh, uh, properties and app uh, people app is coming out. So much new capabilities coming out. Uh, some hardware. of these. New hardware, new platform stuff, workflow app, workflows and channels, a lot of of, so much stuff. It's just really, really It just keeps on
1: going. It's (laughs) insane to see. And this is a single month, right? So it's really impressive to see how much stuff we have shipped. And all of these, again, are improvements, new features,
0: new hardware, just to help people do more with themes, right? absolutely absolutely really really cool cool stuff um uh, the same thing uh, for the sharepoint roadmap uh, the monthly summary which is not just about sharepoint uh, it's also about onedrive functions list uh, uh, viva and all of that stuff um uh, but a great summary on that side as well so new capabilities some search uh, onedrive uh, announcements a lot of lot of stuff here as well uh, across the different features and capabilities uh, we have in you know, a Microsoft system. Awesome stuff. Now on the admin side, uh, I love the fact that they started doing the same thing. Uh, so the admin digest okay. um a summary uh, on there as well, mentioning all of the individual admin changes and capabilities which have been announced. Uh, and of course, Ignite is coming. So we can pretty much assume that there's going to be a lot of new announcements during the Ignite week as well. Uh, on the Microsoft 365 blog, there was also mentioning that what's new and what's coming for OneNote on Windows. Um, um, I know that you are well, like a Mac person, so you don't really, you know, the, the Windows isn't a thing for you. But in Windows, we had this interesting challenge. We had two different OneNotes at some point. At least we got those oh, yeah. merged yeah. and only one. I but recall that was like, why? why, why? Why?
1: <laughs> Give me a one note. Don't... Well, because there was there was the classic one, and then there was the modern one, and I guess yeah. that, that was really the caveat. But then the modern one didn't have all features from the classic one, and there was like exactly. all caveats. Exactly. But yeah, yeah, I recall exactly.
0: that. Exactly. Exactly. And if I remember correctly, we actually chose the classic one uh, to be the one which continues, and the modern one. I can't remember. Anyway. Add a comment if you remember how it went. Add a comment, so we know. <laughs> Tell us, remind us. Um, yeah. So, but at least there's this no it's no longer two notes; it's one note, right? <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Uh, 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 that was fun. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> on the Viva Connection side, uh, Leslie Thomas, uh, pretty close actually on my team, uh, because I'm in the one. PM in in these areas as well, uh, among the other many hats which I use. Um, But uh, there's a new resources update coming, which is basically the resources section in here uh, within the Viva Connection. Um, And there's two dimensions on this, which is the company resources and then the personal resources, which you can modify. So you can basically fill in stuff directly in here.
1: Is this the Tell same? Me. Because we heard it in the past so many times that uh, partners wanted to customize the list of resources in the, the, in
0: the mobile app. Is this the same list? Yes. There are
1: three three tabs on top. One of yes, them is yes. resources. So this
0: will be well there's there's changes in the mobile app as well. Uh, the Viva Connection 3.0 inside an update came out, I think, two weeks ago. But there are certain level of changes there. Uh, but this is technically the Thing that you're mentioning so having a mobile app and the specific resources for the user in a mobile app controlled yes. either by the company community sorry company or by the user itself yeah so same view cool. uh, but in the desktop view it's basically bundled in the the full view and um, yep. the viva connection 3.0 is the one where we have then the hero news here we have the announcements we have more flexibility in dashboard and resources and then the viva listing below and then the feed is in another tab Cool. But anyway, so you can get already ready for this one. Uh, so you can already start uh, building and collecting some of the resources. And there's a guidance on that one from Leslie as well. And uh, the Viva Connection 3.0 for starts rolling out relatively soon. We will have a community call demo on that one as pretty soon as well. Woo-hoo. Now there was also an update on PowerApp site and PowerApp October 2023 uh, feature update. I like the monthly summaries. I like them a lot. Uh, so uh, again, a uh, list of the features which have been released uh, within the past month, uh, which is good. So a lot of, lot of, lot of features and 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 capabilities uh, with GIF animations, which are great for presentation as well. So actually, get you know, if you are presenting in a conferences, you can use the GIF animations uh, within your presentations, which is awesome. Yeah. On Power Automate, there was an easier automation management with flows in DataVerse by default. Uh, so that's um, new steps and capabilities on that side. That sounds really, really good as well. DataVerse by uh, is really, really, really key investment area, obviously for Microsoft uh, within the Power Platform areas. Then we had uh, uh, Patrick Crothers had some updates on Microsoft's Craft, Search, Endpoint, and OneDrive and SharePoint. Um, do you have you had a chance to catch this out? That's totally
1: right one. so the idea is that that in the past we had way back when right so originally when sharepoint would start on prime we had sharepoint search at some point that evolved to enterprise search with fast but now that we are in a cloud we have microsoft 365 search or uh, the microsoft search which encompasses everything so so sharepoint OneDrive, and our uh products that we've got and the idea is basically that we want we spend more and more investments on the microsoft search site as opposed to Share, Share, sharepoint search search because we realize that when you find for things you want to find them everywhere no matter in which app they're stored so want to yep. give you a unified entry point and this announcement is basically communicating that change that we will no longer be investing in the sharepoint and onedrive search instead we new investment and and again the fact that we are not, not uninvesting doesn't mean that things go away. Nothing yeah. is going away as of now. Yes. The thing is that we are investing more in new features and improvements on Microsoft search APIs on Microsoft Graph, right? So in this yes. article, you will see uh what's in there, what's available. And the cool thing is to help you, because like in your code, you will have the references to to this code, right? Like to these endpoints so we're working together with patrick with in the microsoft 365 developer uh, proxy to detect these calls and give you a warning hey like you're using this endpoint that is no longer being um, um evolved use this instead so that helps you to find reference to this old, old search uh, yep. and update that in your apps too so that that you take real really or you benefit from the latest improvements that we offer. So that detection is coming soon in Microsoft 365 Developer Proxy 2.
0: Absolutely. And, and again, just one more time recapping, that doesn't, ma- doesn't mean that the old APIs are not supported or that they're going to go away. Nothing has been announced or related on that. At some point in time. One, yes. Uh, at some point of a time, they will stop. Not now. No dates. We will give you a heads up. if that Nothing is happens. going away. Yes. Yes. Just clarity, key is clarity on where we are investing and what are the areas where we are evolving and investing um, and adding features. Now, on the Microsoft Graph APIs for Microsoft Teams meeting transcript, um, that is now generally available. I am pretty recently did a, a community call demo on this one, uh, so in the community, in the weekly community calls. Uh, so please check that one out if you're interested on, on uh, how that works. There is a cost uh, relations, uh, related on, on using these APIs, and, and that's mainly because it is a lot of data. Uh, so uh, it's a lot of, lot of insights well, depending and data. For
1: how long you talk, like the meeting with you would cost more than meeting <laughs> <of you. laughs> Thank you, Watek. I'm the silent fin.
0: <laughs> I'm such a silent Send <laughs> the <thinner. than> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> ah uh, uh, what did the Paul paul, paul said ESPC last year he was the most talkative Finn. hes never known or something like that anyway yeah. um not, not sure not sure um cool Sebastian Holst had a blog post related on eliminate digital, digital digital drag and movie organization in the modern American generative AI fast plane uh, that sounds like a marketing statement but that is the
1: marketing side, side man, because yes, Sebastian works in marketing.
0: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> anyway, so basically, context here is, is the, the all of the AI uh, side investments, what we're doing, um, and the options in there, and why people should be having a look on integrating the AI uh, processes within their existing business processes, because it actually increases productivity. Uh, it does not take your job, it will make you work faster. That's kind of the idea uh, in here. A lot of, a lot of good insights. I bet actually really good. Uh, cool. Now, we also had a blog post from Isaac related on introduction of Microsoft Graph, uh Python SDK. What's Python, Valdek? Well, they- Python is a programming language, snakes? just like C-sharp,
1: <laughs> JavaScript, TypeScript. Yes. Java, how far do you want me to go? Uh, all right, and, and in there, it's, it's a very popular language, especially in the data science, data engineers co- community. And yep. to help these folks connect their work to Microsoft 365, we released a Microsoft Graph Python SDK that allows you to build apps that you connect in Python,
0: or the, the apps you build in Python to connect them to Microsoft 365. Really, really cool. They make it easier for implementing scenarios with Python. Uh, and then uh, the last one on the developer block was announcing public preview on the Microsoft Adaptive Card Previewer. And, and then this is actually really, really cool. So, basically, as part of the Teams Toolkit uh, extension, uh, you will then have an option to review uh, or pre- preview. Uh, your uh, adaptive card, so you can actually have a look yeah. on how it renders directly within the tool rather than moving to another location uh, and have a look on that this actually helps yeah this helps increasing productivity uh, also for well it doesn 't matter which uh, adaptive cards you're actually doing as long as you have to adapt the card it can be rendered uh, in a directly in the tool that's actually really 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 cool yeah. Uh, now, on the GitHub side, we had a blog post related on the architecture of today's LLM applications. So really focusing on, the, okay, so we have the LLM model, and, and as you are implementing something which is engaging or asking or LLM to do something, how would you architect that within yeah. the default architecture side? So how do we decorate the user prompting with system prompts and all of the additional settings and all that, like what Microsoft 365 Copilot does. Uh, it takes your... Yeah question then it gets the context from the graph and associations and all sprinkles that and then magic sprinkles, <laughs> yes the relationships and and uh, relevance uh, data and then it shows that to the llm to actually get the information out so but that's a a nice post related on those that architecture and the model if you're looking into building something like this uh, by yeah. yourself cli new version 7.1 correct
1: new month new release this time uh, see you live from Microsoft 365 version 7.1 with a bunch of improvements so more improvements this, this time only one new new, new new command but a bunch of improvements with regards to making things better easier to use more convenience to use fix bugs because we have those too, right so definitely oh, check it out worth improvements and a huge 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 thank you to everybody who helped us because we wouldn't have done it that um,
0: we uh, we without all of you. That's how the open source community works. Uh, so really, really cool. Good to see it. the list is growing every single month, and and a lot of in- and changes as well. So awesome, awesome stuff. Why do you then include bugs within the version? Well, so that we can have all these great folks to help. Contributing. Us. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Yeah, every single Software within features. the world. Every single software in the world has bugs. Uh, so yes. there is no, no way for avoiding that. Uh, you would never ship your software if you want to be uh, buckless. <laughs> bugless. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool. Easily debug Microsoft craft Java SDK requests.
1: I guess yes. this, this is... with non-JavaScript. Java. You, you read Java. it right. Yes. I build... The other day, I build an app with Java. It was the first app that I've built in Java since uh 20 years or so that I've that I've had Java. Java at school. has existed yeah, that has existed for a while. For a long time and it's still being used a lot especially in yes. the enterprise world. So yep. it was it was a great experience for me to see like hey, can I can I do it still? And it wasn't super e- easy and obvious because the way we create Project has changed a lot. There's a bunch of tools that came out in the last 20 years and I just didn't know about it. So luckily I had an assistant that helped me build this app. And then along the way, I figured out a few things like, hey, if I call the Microsoft Graph, how do I I see what's going over the wire in case I want to see more or in case I want to double check that I Format my calls the right way? that I put the right the right options? How do I see that? Well, there is a way for that. So, if cool. you build apps with uh, Java and Microsoft
0: Graph, check out this tip. Absolutely, really, really cool stuff as well. Uh, so, what's the dependence between Java and JavaScript?
1: Nothing. That is
0: correct. I was just just checking. <laughs> it's actually kind of an interesting story, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah it is, it. It is. So... not for now, but yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now SharePoint team site have a have a look on that one in Google. So there's a get, there's a good storyline. Uh, SharePoint team site homepage is get the new names for some reason. Uh, so whenever you are applying a template, uh, a a site template uh, in a SharePoint site, it will actually give you a new welcome page Um, and might be a bit confusing Uh, one of the key points here is that we do not want to override any existing content Uh, so as you are if you're moving from a crisis communication team template to employee onboarding template we don't want to override you put your potential changes within a welcome page so that's why we introduce a new page it might be a bit confusing but what you can do there is that if you apply, for example, employee onboarding team, which will give you a list and libraries and all of that, and images, um, and you can still flip back on the old welcome page if you did some modifications there. Um, a bit confusing because it's not probably necessarily documented, uh, but it's good finding from Mark and uh, sharing that. Now, Chris had a really interesting uh, uh, thing. I'm like, how did you find this one out? But actually, he references a technical a comment in somewhere tech world where he yes. actually found us and it works uh, that's actually um, really really cool so how to enable dev tools in my new uh, microsoft teams client? Uh, you technically add a configuration json file and you set the dev menu hit true and after that when you restart you will have additional dev tooling huh, that's actually brilliant. really really cool yeah if you are a dev and you need to debug things this is brilliant exactly precisely um mm. so really really cool and as you can actually see uh, it is the, the it's technically the browser dev tooling which is running uh, on the site because you know it is technically a browser so
1: yeah but it's so actually this is actually pretty pretty cool because we use the same approach in Microsoft 365 developer pro, pro pro proxy now where we use the dev tools as the ui yep. and we yes. we aren't a web app like pro proxy is is not a web app but the way yep. it works is that you can hook up dev tools into a socket and when yep. you write the messages to it they will appear in the dev tools
0: yep that's so i wonder really if that's cool. kind of the same way this works yeah it's insane that's, true.
1: that's true. it's really cool
0: yep this is super super useful for the community now from the uh as, uh, uh, no, Sudharsson, Sudharsson, uh, yeah. guest users to send, uh, guest users to send email from SPFx Webboard uh, huh. actually could be a quite typical scenario. So what are the permissions? Which we need the grant um, and then what is the needed code to be actually apply using the graph to be able to send the, the email using that. That's actually really sweet memory. Definitely one of those things. How do I do and send an email using Look. graph here? done. There Working. you go. Done. Yeah. Then we had a article from uh, Gia Mon- Gia Zomo, Bocine, Giacomo. Bocini, Giacomo pronunciation. It, export uh, text content from SharePoint Online pages to HTML. Uh, could, be, could be a thing where you need to actually do this. Um, and basically has a script and an example available how to do that. So how do you actually get the information from this page and export that to HTML? It's actually really cool yeah. if you would need to do that. Whatever reason that is, you can do that. Uh, and then uh, we had a uh, article from Alexander Holmseth uh, around dedicated Graph API calls in Azure Function. What is dedicated Graph API calls? So the calls that are
1: being executed on behalf of the user who runs Correct. the or who calls the API. So imagine you have an app. From the app, you call the API. You're calling them, them as a person. And then your identity is being reused from calling for uh,
0: co- co- calling the mice of graph on behalf of you. Yep. And this is using the on behalf row technically then uh, so
1: I, I hope do it is. not know. I, I don't know i haven't I haven't gone that far in and to see how how it's being how how it's relaying the info. Yep. so yeah, that's fair.
0: But this but is a typical scenario. Sense. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It should be using Dash AD uh, on behalf flow for not reusing the token that you're getting from wherever you're actually coming from. You are uh, getting the permission and a token for your application and then using that to call back on the graph. So super important thing yeah. so that you don't actually use a token which is not for you and for your application. You have your own token.
1: Well, but I mean, you, I, I don't even know if you could use it because if you get a token to, for your API, you cannot use that token to call graph. And uh, if you get a token to call Graph, you shouldn't be able to
0: call your API with that. True. So. Yeah, well, yeah. Nuances, nuances. Um, yeah, details, uh, right? Yeah, technical. Anyway, Message Center uh, show just released their latest, uh, latest update, uh, episode 309 a co-pilot availability, new teams meeting, gallery, call up notes in stream, and so on. So, a new video from Daryl and Daniel. Thank you for that. Awesome, awesome stuff. I really, really, really like the show because they're actually walking through all of the things what we're announcing, even though we forgot about announcing those necessarily as a blog post. So it's, <laughs> these are coming from the message center, which is required for every single PM to update whenever something is rolling out. Well, not every single, but some PMs. Um, and then we had the, the episode two for the uh, Copilot Chronicles series uh, from April Dunham. Thank you for that. The three R's of prompting. Rinse, so, repeat, um, rehash. Rinse, rinse, repeat, rehash. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. That's if actually you want to really know good.
1: what the three R's are,
0: yes. check, check out this episode. Yes, 100%. Anyway, uh, and then we have the episode uh, 267 uh, on the Pi Asus Bytes, understanding Microsoft intram and its identities. Um, so previously known as what, what Yes, previously known as Azure,
1: Azure Active Directory. Yes, it's now I mean, called Entra ID, yeah. which still is an
0: interesting rename
1: of whatever. Interesting, reason, but it's, interesting name?
0: Yeah, well, I think it's it's grouping a speaker bundle on. Anyway, oh, yeah, just, you didn't get, uh, I get, I get, get the joke. Yeah, it's I
1: don't, interesting enter, interesting rename interesting <laughs> really interesting.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> Good. And Shane had an update uh, related on Power Automate V2 Trigger for Power Apps. Uh, so there was a update and there has been uh, previous videos on this one. Um, and this is basically the, the forking on why you should be using that for Power Apps. Cool. Uh, let's get back on this uh, you and me mode. Here we go. Yes, I'm a director. Ah. And action. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> We already went through what's happening this week, uh, which was already done. We already spent way too much time on the articles and discussions. Uh, any last words, Waldeck? So long and thanks for all the fish. Uh,
1: if you yes. haven't done it yet, register for Ignite. Yes. Other than yes. that, we will, we will see you, or we will not see you. You will see us next week because when we,
0: when we do this, we cannot see you. So you will Correct. see us next week. Yes. We'll be back within a week, Ignite is within a week when this is getting released, uh, starts on Tuesday, I think it's 14th, uh, something like that, I think it's 14th, wow, I was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm Uh, and uh, Ignite is a free to attend remotely, so you can get, get access on ninety-nine, well, ninety-five percent of all of the material. There are some special things which they're setting up in person in Seattle, but uh, that's a—it's it, not a massive in-person conference system yet. Hopefully next time, hopefully soon we'll get to the you know the massive Orlando-sized thing. Um, Twenty re- K attendees. Yes, related on that one, Microsoft 365 conference in end of April, uh, Microsoft is getting closer and closer in partnerships with organizers on that one. And we're looking into making that as the biggest Microsoft 365 conference within the world uh, next year. So that's looking into being the biggest Microsoft 365 conference since dawn of Microsoft 365 conferences, whatever that means, but uh, there's a really good task force now set up uh, on on actually growing that uh, task force of Microsoft people from marketing and engineering and all of that should be be heading to the right direction, but it's good to know. So people know that it's coming. But I guess that's it. Uh, Thank you, Waldeck. Thank you, Natalie. And we'll be back within a week. Thanks, everybody.
2: Cheers. See ya.